Greetings, pop heads, and welcome to issue 37. 37? In a row? Oh, Roger, you're damn right, it's 37 in a row. <laughs> this is 3B Zine Presents Popcast, aka the Tomcast Popcast. My name is Tom. Joining me tonight, the outlandish Roger Smith. I am here once more. He's also known as X Omega Gold on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. That's where they find you. They at you. Yeah, give me all the ads. All the ads. <laughs> uh, if you've taken the Pepsi Challenge and you prefer the taste of this podcast over New Coke, then please follow this small, awesome, independent podcast on social media at Tomcast underscore Popcast on Twitter and at the Tomcast underscore Popcast on Instagram. Remember, this is the pop culture podcast that knows that the two Amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield sucked ass. So why, God, why? Why is Sony taking away Spider-Man from the Marvel Universe? Why? Why is it happening? Did it start? I don't feel so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the sentiment. <laughs> Roger, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, you know. Just uh, got out of work, uh, ready for some popping. <laughs> pop and locking that yeah, kind of thing yeah nice uh, pop and locking I don't know they, is that what the kids say <laughs> I think they used to <laughs> once upon a time now they're flossing I guess is uh, that okay. still a thing uh, might be I don't know I don't know my try hips to, don't work that way <laughs> try to ignore that as much as possible <laughs> you have a child well yeah the, he doesn't know how to floss yet, which, is, which is good <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> Roger yeah you have a beer going on right now we do. Today I brought us the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Hey, October. Yeah, it's already hitting it. It's like I feel like it comes out earlier every year. It really <laughs> does. Uh you know, a lot of a lot of the breweries, you know, tank space is limited. You got to crank these things out <laughs> cuz they got to get they got to get the Oktoberfest beers out so they can get the the all the all the winter beers and Christmas beers in there. So, yeah, Oktoberfest beers typically hit San Diego around late August, early September. Yeah, and I am always a fan of the Oktoberfest beers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think for me, I'm going to try to, like, just have as many as possible and just kind of compare which ones I like the best. It's never a bad decision. Yeah, love me a good Martin. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, this is a very uh, traditional mm -hmm. flavored and styled Martin from, from Sam Adams. Yeah. Nice orange, very Halloween-y kind of... Uh, kind of label on there. Yeah, fun. yeah, it does look kind of cool. It kind of caught my eye at the store. I'm like, well, I'll give this one a shot. Actually, I haven't tried this one before. I usually stick to like the uh, Hofbrows and the Pauliners, but this one is pretty solid so far. 5.3%. We can drink these all day long. All right. Or um, out of a giant boot. Yeah, even better than a Stein. Get das Boot. <laughs> das Boot. Oh, I love the boot. <laughs> the boot is fun. Yeah. You know, Oktoberfest beers are great. I'm a big fan. Uh, we may, I may have to, we may have to have a second one after this one so you can, you can try some more. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go through the list. <laughs> we, yeah, definitely. I think, I think that's probably a, a good call, especially this time of year, you know? Yeah. Uh, while it's still hot in San Diego, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's actually, it's pretty hot in most places still, but the fall <laughs> is coming. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost here. I can almost feel it. And, and September, you know, Oktoberfest starts at the end of September traditionally. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we might as well start celebrating now. We'll get a jump on it. There we go. We'll party all month. And there's so many good breweries making awesome Oktoberfest beers. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to pick up the big old Carl Strauss Oktoberfest pack. Ooh, that's always a nice one. Yeah. Uh, the Alesmith six-packs are hitting the market around town. Oh, yeah. Those are in nice six-pack cans this year. Nice. Actually, they were in cans last year, too, but it's that's still a winner. Yeah, always always with the cans. Yes, yeah, uh, the Sierra Nevada pack is out. Woo! Yeah. Choices, 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 choices. <laughs> yeah, definitely got to look for all of them. <laughs> all right. Well, before we... I guess 
Well, this can be the official dive in right here. You have <laughs> hot video game news. Yeah, hot off the press. Uh, this morning was just announced the new characters for the Mortal Kombat 11 DLC pack. So the characters that we have so far are Shang Tsung, which is awesome because it's, you know, original actor. They just mm-hmm. took his likeness from the movie, which was great. Uh, Nightwolf is also currently playable. And the I believe four characters that got announced were Sindel, which is a character. If you know your Mortal Kombat lore, she is it's got the, the arms, the, the queen. No, that's that's Shiva. Damn it. Okay. Sindel's the. The one with the scream. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's the queen. Um, she is coming back, which is cool. But the hype news is the three characters that they announced. We're getting Arnold Schwarzenegger T-800 Terminator. <laughs> the trailer was pretty cool. He just kind of walks out with the shotgun over his shoulder, and it's uh, looks very much like him. Um, so we have that. We also have the Joker... From I'm guessing it looks like it's like the Injustice version of the Joker. Okay, okay, right on. So, but I mean, you might have the option to customize them with mm-hmm. you know skins and stuff. So that'll be interesting. And finally, Spawn coming later on. Spawn getting a little video game love again. Yeah, yeah. It's been I think the last game he was in was Soul Calibur, and he was the guest character on the Xbox version, I think. Which was kind of weird, because you had Link for the GameCube, you had Heihachi from Tekken on the <laughs> PS2, and you had Spawn. And Spawn. Randomly Spawn. <laughs> and we're like, all right, we'll take Spawn. But uh, yeah, he didn't really play very much like Spawn would play. I think he had like a big hammer or something. <laughs> I don't know why. Because well, why not? It's yeah, Spawn. I, whatever. I am actually a, a fairly large Spawn fan to this yeah. day still. <laughs> um, I, I'm dramatically behind in the comics, but... Hmm. I do still buy them and plan on reading them one day. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, where am I? I don't know. <laughs> I, I got a, I got, a, I got a bunch to read. Yeah. I, I got a little bit of a backstock to to catch up on. But I, I've always enjoyed the highs and lows of that comic book series. And yeah. uh, and uh, Todd McFarlane is, you know, Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, was uh, I, I don't want to say inspirational, but I mean, like, he mm. was a big time artist for Marvel yeah. when I started reading comics, and his his version of Spider-Man was mm-hmm. one of the most dynamic Spider-Mans being being put on the on the comic book page at the time. Yeah. So so when he left Marvel to go to Image Comics to start Image mm-hmm. Comics with those guys, I was uh intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Spawn has a cool look. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a character with a great design. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the, the the books had highs and lows over the years. Uh, but it's it's been a character that I'm just like, you know what? Tom McFarlane's just plugging away doing his thing and I <laughs> I got Give, gotta give the man credit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the trailer, I mean, the trailer basically just shows the characters kind of walking out of the shadow, which is kind of, you know, the Mortal Kombat thing that they always do with the trailers. But um, his character design looks really cool. Like, they stayed very true to the to the comic design. Well, I mean, if, if, if rumors are, well, it's not even a rumor. I mean, it's been announced, uh, but there's supposed to be a new Spawn movie. Yeah, it's coming so eventually. They, you know, they, uh, they, they, Tom McFarlane Productions would do well to kind of get that character out in more media yeah. than, than just the comics right now and kind of get, get some more attention on that guy. Because I think maybe some people kind of forgot about him. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I definitely think that's kind of where they're going with the, uh, with the choice in characters. Mm-hmm. Definitely the Terminator for, you know, the new Terminator movie coming out. Uh, Joker, possibly for the new Joker movie coming out, 
and if we're lucky, spawn for maybe a future spawn announcement. That's right. So that would be pretty cool. Now, the only downside to that is that there was rumors that it was supposed to be Ash Williams from oh, Evil Oh, that Dead. would be pretty cool. So, but what people are thinking, because there was actually some leaks in the code, and there was the name Ash alongside, like, you know, Shang Tsung and everyone else. He just had a row of characters, and there was an Ash there. And apparently there was, like, leaked, uh, you know, just dialogue lines. But that never came to fruition, I guess. And a lot of people are saying maybe it's because they swapped Ash for the Joker just to uh, kind of make more sense with the uh, movie release. Okay, yeah, that, that does make sense. And, I, you know, you're dead right. I mean, it seems like they're kind of pushing these characters <clears throat> that are having films come out. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Joker movie's going to be out, God, I think this this winter, right? This uh, October or November? Yeah, somewhere around there. So, like, late oh. fall, early winter, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And then um, we had talked about how... Before we started recording, how mm-hmm. this isn't the only game Terminator is going to be appearing in because he yeah. has a new skin uh, that's going to be available in Gears Five that comes out in a week or two. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, he's he's getting that video game push as well. Yeah, he's everywhere. And you know, you, and I guess that's a good approach as opposed to you know putting out some weak ass video game starring the Terminator. Just yeah. make a badass skin <laughs> suit in a game that everybody already loves. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's a good approach. I mean. Definitely all the movie tie-in, you know, video games are usually terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. It's like in the past, it's kind of been like, oh, great, a movie tie-in. But this might be the way to do it. Yeah. You know, just do these small little crossover things here and there. You know, put it in something that's already well-established and has a good fan base. And, I mean, who doesn't want to play as the Terminator, you know? It'd be, it's going to be pretty cool to have a... a, a T-800 skin, skin to wear when you're playing like horde mode on Gears. Yeah, yeah that's going to be pretty awesome. T-800 with a Lancer. Yeah, that's right? Awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> now, how, what kind of cool synergy would it be if you saw a Lancer in the new Terminator movie? That might get me in the door. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the chainsaw right, automatic rifle. I love those Gears games, but I, um, the idea of a Gears movie, I know that had been floated around for a while, but I would still love to see that, that gun brought to life in a movie Ooh, somehow. Yeah, that'd be great. I would love to see that. Yeah, I think even uh, Dave Bautista was talking about wanting to play Marcus Phoenix. Mm. And I definitely think he, you know, he's got the chops for it. And he's, he definitely looks the part, too. So uh, I would be on board with that. But, you know, oh, 100%. We'll see. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Well, Roger, as opposed to last week, we have a ton of news. Yeah, that's, finally they decided to open the floodgates. And not just video game news. I mean, just like everything. Everything. <laughs> So let's start with one that I think you are way geeked up to talk about. Yes. And that is the Matrix 4 announcement. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Oh, yes. Lana Wachowski, Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, they're coming back to do this. How pumped are you? Oh, I'm super psyched. I mean, the Matrix was what I grew up on, you know, watching that original movie in the theater was just mind-blowing with the effects for the time, you know. It was insane. And... Everybody loves Keanu right now. So <laughs> Keanu is hot. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I this Keanu's riding a wave that I haven't seen in, in quite some time. I mean, this isn't yeah. like this isn't necessarily like that that Matthew McConaughey reconnaissance, you know, mm-hmm. where he's like doing Academy Award winning kind of stuff. Yeah. But he's just 
I don't. I guess, like I said, this dude's just hot right now. Like anything yeah. he pops into, gets <laughs> a ton of love on social media. Mm-hmm. On you know, from the fans, everyone just geeks out over Keanu right now. Yeah, this this is the time to do it, if any. Sure. Know, so, well, I mean, you, I guess if you're Keanu at this point, I mean, you're 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 busy re uh, revisiting like all your your previous franchises. You might as well hit hit the matrix right yeah and you it's, know it's, he's doing the new bill and ted yeah i was gonna say <laughs> that yeah he's got the new bill and ted john wick now. will never die no apparently not <laughs> <laughs> that one was already ready for part four before part oh, three they came probably out. have like part eight ready oh, yeah. to go i mean like, as long as keanu's up for it yeah that's true so yeah like like and i guess you know matrix rebooted or re- new versions of them i guess have been mm-hmm. floated around for a while yeah but you have a wachowski you have uh, the, the two Moss, of the, the main yeah. leads. Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves are both on board for it. I think that's pretty much all we have confirmed at mm-hmm. this point, but it's going to be interesting to see where they take it. Do do any of the characters actually die in, in the Matrix in the Well, I mean, Neo movies? dies. He that's died. right. He has like that Christ-like moment. Yeah, yeah, basically. But like, is Lawrence Fishburne still around? Does his uh, character die? Yeah, Morphe. I think everybody else lives. I thought so, too. Because I... I've, um, the, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put this on Front Street. <laughs> I'm not a big Matrix fan. Okay. The, the first film's fine. Yeah. Uh, to me, it, it's it's held together with bullet time and a lot of cool effects. Sure. But I, when the Matrix came out, there was a lot of other movies coming out that like, oh, people are waking up and finding out reality is not reality. Oh, okay. So yeah. it was it was probably one of the better well done ones. But it was still kind of a trope at the time. Well, it just didn't it just didn't resonate with me. I, okay. I suppose. And, and don't get me wrong, the action sequences are top notch. There's oh, a yeah, lot of cool yeah. stuff in the flick. It's fun. It just didn't connect with me the way it connected with a lot of other people. So I know yeah. I'm the minority on that, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But everyone, I think everyone agrees that the sequels are garbage. <laughs> they weren't great. They just did not stand up to what the original was. I mean, the bar, let's let's be honest. Even despite even despite my opinion, the yeah. bar was high mm-hmm. for yeah. for Matrix sequels, and and you know they don't really measure up. There's a couple cool things here and there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's again like you said it's kind of held up by certain special effects, certain action scenes, and everything else you're kind of just like, okay. Like you know, the the scene with uh the architect and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Matrix. Is, is it <laughs> I forget if it's the first sequel or second one where they had There's a pretty cool car chase. Yeah, yeah. But it probably goes on for like 10 minutes too long (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, man, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. There was just a lot of fluff that probably could have been cut. And I know they kind of had their their vision. The Wachowskis had their vision for what they wanted it to be, you know. But it just, I don't know. I don't know what it was about it. It just didn't have that same spark, you know. Any speculation on your part of of what this new Matrix will be? I don't know. It's going to be really tough because... I don't know if they're going to maintain because I know there was a video game that came out that was supposed to be like I think it was like a Matrix MMO or something. Oh, really? That was supposed to be, you know, taking place right after the third movie where everybody finds out that they're in the simulation. So basically, you're just in this world where everybody knows they're in the Matrix. (laughs) So it's like I, I never played the game myself, but apparently there was some lore to that. I don't know how far that went or if they're going to keep with that at all. It's going to be strange because either they could go with the approach where he says, you know, the architect says something like there have been like six or seven wipes of humankind. And this is like the seventh iteration of the Matrix or something. <laughs> so it'd be funny to see if this was uh, another iteration of the Matrix or what. And plus the fact that Neo is supposed to be dead. It's like, well, 
how is he here? <laughs> you know? All right, so, so. Let, let, let's put you on the on the hot seat for a second. All right. Mr. Matrix Man. Yeah. That's what I'm calling you now. Sure. Mr. Matrix Man, you find out that you're existing in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come out or are you staying in? <laughs> I think I'd hang out for a little bit. <laughs> See what everyone else is going to do. Now, would you go the Joey Pants route and try to like upgrade your life? Be like a millionaire inside the Matrix? I mean, I don't know. Like Once, once you realize you're in the Matrix, then you can just be like, flying around like Neo, right? <laughs> It'd be like, you know, you're in a dream now. And I mean, you can die in the dream, but it did make it seem like once you've like, kind of like cracked the code, you could just kind of do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. You could just bend the rules. So I don't know. It seems like you'd be kind of in this dream world state where you could just float around. And but would you want to like fight the computers or would you just want to like live in there and be like, you know what? This is cool. <laughs> I'm cool being a battery for a supercomputer because I'm getting to do these rad things. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the... the, Or you want to fight. (laughs) Fight for your freedom. That's kind of a philosophical debate, right? It's like, well, you know, a lot of people are like, are we currently living in a simulation? Like, is it even possible to have that happen? So it would definitely be something I'd have to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed, agreed. Conversation for a bigger podcast sometime. Possibly. You know, we'll we'll get metaphysical sometime and break this down. (laughs) But yeah, so that's coming. Stay tuned. We'll keep you posted on all, all the news with that one, yeah. especially with major super fan Roger here in the house. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but James Bond is on his 25th film. 25th. And now it has a name. All right. No Time to Die. Okay. Yeah, Daniel Craig is back one more time, and uh, in this one he's fighting Freddie Mercury to save the world. It's going to be rad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not too much is known. There's like some general cast information. Obviously, uh, when I say Freddie Mercury, I mean, I mean Remy Malik is, yeah. is cast as the villain for the pic- for the picture. Sure. Um, it's gonna be big. Yeah. It's gonna be big, and I'm gonna tie back. I'm gonna loop back to James Bond when we get mm-hmm. into our our other conversation that's coming down the pike. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm a big Bond fan, so I was <laughs> I was like, you know what? I've enjoyed the Daniel Craig pictures in particular. Yeah. So I'm excited. This is coming out. I think they have it targeted for April 2020. Okay, cool. So mark your calendars, get your tickets, <laughs> do all that good stuff. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Craig's back for at least one more at least. until they drive another dump truck full of money to his house. <laughs> That's always a good motivator. All right. Now, another piece of news that just came out over the weekend. A, a big blast from my past is mm. coming back in a big, bad way. It's coming to our favorite streaming service, Netflix. And that is the new... Masters of the Universe Revelations being headed up by Kevin Smith of all people. Kevin Smith, oh yeah. Kevin Smith, apparently the actual master of this new He-Man universe. <laughs> now apparently this is being billed as a continuation of the classic animated series. Okay. So interesting. You know, Orko, Battle Cat, Man at Arms, Tila, <laughs> She-Ra's even supposed to be. She may be off limits. Maybe. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, she was got her own Netflix thing going on right now. True. I wonder if there'll be a crossover. I don't know. The new she show is pretty different. Yeah. It's pretty rad at the same time. Different yet rad. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much after they're going to pick it up, too. If it's going to pick up like immediately after or time has passed. Well, and that's the interesting part, too. I mean, when you, when you, when you, when you mentioned the crossover with she there, because she is basically like the, the new Netflix she show is basically a reboot. Mm. This sounds like a continuation of the cartoon. Okay. Now, there's been a little bit of a... I'm not quite sure what animation style they're going with, because it doesn't sound like they're going with the classic He-Man style. But it was it so just, good. I know. I, I agree. <laughs> but that, that, that style doesn't play with the kids. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, you got to make the kids happy. Yeah. 
So uh, it sounds like it was going to be more of a blending with like, it sounded like anime style okay. and American style kind of cr- coming together, sort right. of a hybrid. Yeah, I can see that. I, certain shows, I feel like, have been able to pull that off. So Yeah, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, there's not a lot of details. There's no dates or anything like that coming. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's... I know Kevin Smith and his, his his creative team have been hard at work on it for a while now. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's I mean it's animation. It, it, I wouldn't be shocked if it's you know still a year away. Yeah, that's true. That does take time. Now the biggest part of this story to me was that was they announced this this past weekend at something called PowerCon, okay. which is apparently a He-Man convention that I had no idea existed. <laughs> yeah, I just heard about that myself. Like. It wasn't until literally this last week that I'm like, wait a second. And it was just up the road in Anaheim. Like, oh, why didn't here. we go? Wow. <laughs> like, road tripped up there. Yeah, right? <laughs> what the hell? I, apparently, I need to look at more conventions and see. Uh, there must be a convention for everything now, right? There has to be. We can go to the Knight Rider convention. <laughs> It'll be cool. Play the theme all the way there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. No, so I, I want to go to a He-Man convention. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. What is your what is your level of familiarity with the classic cartoon? Is there much of it there, or was it kind of gone? It kind of was phased out, I would imagine. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, by the time I was there, it was only kind of in passing. I think my first knowledge of He Man was from Ghostbusters too, oh, when wow. the kids are like, you know, they're doing the Ghostbusters song and they say, "Who are you going to call?" And they're like, "He Man." <laughs> I'm like, "Who's He Man?" <laughs> Even He Man was played out by them, but they just yeah, roll that yeah. joke still. Yeah. So yeah, it had already kind of come and gone. So. Really, I know more of it just, you know, in passing, just as the years have gone by, I've seen things here and there. But, I mean, it definitely is an iconic series. And, uh, uh, you know, much like we talked about last week on the show, I mm-hmm. mean, He-Man was one of those those main animated series that existed to help sell toys. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the big ones. I had no problem with that as a child. <laughs> I was happy to watch that cartoon and play with all the T-Man toys. They were yeah, the best. There you go. We had we had Castle Grayskull and we had Skull Mountain, nice. which had like the cool voice modulator thing. It sounded like you're super evil. Sound like Skeletor. Yeah. Is that not quite Skeletor. Skeletor's voice is very distinct. That oh. was a hard one to pull off with a, with a modulator microphone. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, He-Man. Something like that. It's a little trickier to pull up yeah <laughs> but i know that they had rebooted this, the animated series at some point like in the late 90s but you mm-hmm. know it never really got any traction yeah i think he-man's kind of a tough one to do yeah but you know i, I, there, I guess there's there's just a groundswell of people in my generation that that, that keep that original series alive mm. and and that I, I think that's how this power con started however yeah. many years ago it was so i, I want to look more into this and and I want us to go. I want us to go next year. We should we should check out more like just random off the wall. Well, especially cons. if it's going to be in California, yeah, like Southern yeah. California in particular. Like Jesus, I feel like we get a lot of them. I know. I think we that. owe it to the, like the four people who listen to this podcast <laughs> to go <laughs> to go check one out. Yeah, and we'll give you the full breakdown. Yeah, I mean, it's He Man. Yeah, <laughs> you're listening to this podcast because you love He Man. I'm sure of it. That's that's got to be the only reason. <laughs> I mean, maybe you're a big Man at Arm fan. I don't know. Uh, who knows? And I mean, the toys were awesome. And 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 Kevin Smith already said the Stinkor is coming back. Stinkor, <laughs> a giant skunk man. I mean, come on. Does but it get better than that? I don't. I don't think you can top that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, DC's actually been, had been putting out a, a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe comic for uh, the past uh, several years that I guess mm. was a uh, quite popular as well. So cool. if anyone's looking to. Uh, brush up on their He-Man lore. They can always check those out. Yeah. I wonder if it's on the DC Universe app. I suspect it probably is. Hmm. I might have to do that. How about that? <laughs> All right. Let's 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 talk about the big news. 
right. the thing that 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 brought the world to a screeching halt yesterday, as mm-hmm. far as as fandom, movie fandom, superhero fandom, comic book fandom goes. Yeah. And we're we're talking about the Spider Man news. Yeah. Uh, according to multiple sources, uh, uh, Sony and, and Disney slash Marvel have broken off negotiations to continue their partnership, uh, co-financing Spider-Man pictures, which may have a dramatic effect on Spider-Man's role in future Marvel movies going forward, mm-hmm. as well as other characters crossing over into Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Which seems horrible on the surface because they just put a new movie out that's pretty heavily involved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Yeah, what? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Roger. Roger, don't don't dissipate on me. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's, um... it's tough. I'm going to sigh deeply here yeah. because, you know, I, I've gone to multiple websites. I've looked at a dozen different articles, mm-hmm. some more inflammatory than others. Yeah. Uh, the, the the basic way I can boil this down is is this is billionaires squabbling with other billionaires, <laughs> and the only people that are getting affected by it are the fans. Yep. And it's a huge bummer. You know, Sony is at fault. I think Disney is at fault. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys figure out a way to make this fucking work <laughs> because you're really going to screw over the fans here if you don't. Yeah. And so it's... You know, it, there's a little bit of, of, of spin in the media. Like, oh, it's, it's oh, so, you know, Sony came out today and they're like, oh, you know, Kevin Feige's really busy. So we understand yeah. he can't do this anymore. It's like, that's not what's going on. <laughs> you know, and then the, the, the reports comes out that Disney wants 50% of the Spider-Man movie. And they're like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, again, billionaires versus billionaires. And yeah. we lose in the process. Yeah. Not even the cool kind of battle. You know? No, no, it's it's, in a, it's not Batman it's versus Lex corporate office lame. somewhere. It's in a negotiating room with lawyers. Now, now, if they got into a cage, that might be fun to watch. A cage match might be the best way to settle things. To be honest, like they, they should go like Hell in a Cell, <laughs> Kevin Feige versus whatever dipshit Sony has in there, <laughs> and you know we'll drop a couple steel chairs, some tacks, you know, maybe a ladder or two. Yeah, make them dress up in their respective characters. And yes, I mean. <laughs> I don't want to like regurgitate the articles because I think yeah. everyone's probably read them by now. Sure. And I think there's a lot of he said, he said, she said stuff going back and forth. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is we're getting hosed. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it almost doesn't even matter whose fault it is. It's like, I'm, I'm sure like they could throw enough money at the situation to make it go away if they really wanted to. This is just, you know, a measuring contest. And again, <laughs> yeah, I think you're, I think you're dead right. Now, no one has, has said that, Negotiations are completely finished. Yeah, they're you know, just so at an impasse right now. Yeah, they're at an impasse, and and I think both sides have said that negotiations are kind of like ongoing. Mm. They they reached a stalemate about this money situation, about these percentages. Yep. But I suspect this is a negotiation tactic. I imagine. and they're 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 negotiating in the media, and they're they're getting the fan outrage to kind yeah. of spur it on, so that one side can say. That they ha- they're on the side of right when mm-hmm. I think we've, I think anybody with a clear head knows that both sides are fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I know Disney is is real sore mm-hmm. about the the licensing deal that Sony has mm-hmm. with Spider Man. Yeah, you know, I know they hate that. <laughs> I know they hate it more than anything. Yeah, but in order to help get Spider Man into their movies, mm-hmm. they had to make a deal that made the Spider Man movies that Sony was making better. Yeah. And very, very successful. 
And uh, Spider-Man Far From Home recently surpassed uh, one of the more recent, uh, I think it was Skyfall, the James Bond film, <laughs> as the most successful Sony movie Sony of all movie, time. Yeah. <laughs> so so Disney's support, Kevin Feige in particular, his, his uh, direction, I suppose, it sounds like a lot of the creative direction came from him. Yeah. Supposedly. Is because of Disney, and now they've made their property so valuable they can never get it back, <laughs> unless yeah, unless they just fucking decide to buy Sony. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's like literally the only thing you know. It's like Spider Man might not be on the table, but maybe Sony. Is. Right. He's like, I, I think if Disney just you know wrote a fucking blank check, <laughs> then Sony might be like, yeah. hmm, maybe <laughs> we actually own this building now. So <laughs> it's very Bruce Wayne. We're done here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I understand the the, the outrage and the, and, the, and everyone being really upset and yeah, you know this at where it stands now, I th- I think this does a bigger disservice to the Sony films mm-hmm. for Spider Man going forward because I think without that MCU connection, they're not going to be as enriching as they have been. You know those yeah. those connections to the other films. That, that that woven tapestry between all of them, mm-hmm. I think lends a lot to why those movies have been so successful. Yeah, I think so. You know, and if you're going to decide to spin Spider-Man off into his own thing now and never mention Iron Man and Captain America or any of that stuff ever again. It's just not going to work. It seems like a really bad call. Yeah, I, I don't see them being able to pull that off, you know. So, I don't know. I... It is very weird. I, I didn't even look at the aspect of it of, you know, having this fan outrage as a negotiation tactic. That's probably very true because how many times are we even privy to the stuff that goes on at these kind of negotiations? You know, I feel like even when Spider-Man first came into the M- MCU, you're just like, oh, wow, like that was out of nowhere. You know, people, as far as I could tell, people didn't really see it coming and they're just like oh cool I guess they had an agreement or something but now it's like out in the open that this is happening it's like it's kind of weird it's actually funny you bring it up because it wasn't necessarily out it wasn't necessarily a secret that Spider-Man was coming over Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of back and forth like is this going to happen is it not going to happen there was like speculation Mm -hmm. you know it was like secret meetings kind of stuff like that but like the internet was kind of like ooh maybe it will maybe it won't now it's happening now it's not Mm mm-hmm this time it seems much more public. Oh, yeah. No, it's just out in the open. Yeah, and it's just, it, it definitely reeks of a tactic. Yeah, it's got to be something. Nothing yeah. happens randomly. Yeah, and, <laughs> you, know, you know, I get it. Disney's sore that they're only making 5% of, of a character they should technically own. Yeah, I can see that. But they're reaping the benefits of Spider-Man coming into their movies as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and Sony, I don't think Sony's stake in the Marvel movies is very much, if at all. No, no, I don't think they're footing... As much as they, as much as Disney is. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's definitely something I, I feel like they could probably come to a better agreement on, but I, I, this, I, get, I listen, I get it. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a multi-billion dollar corporation, but I know why Disney sore. Yeah. I know why Sony sore. Cause they're like, fuck you. We're not giving you 50%. Get out of here. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll keep making all the money and, uh, thanks. Well, yeah. And it's obviously it's a complicated. Yeah issue in a lot of regards but the bottom line is very simple mm-hmm. I mean if you want people to keep going to these movies you gotta give them what they want yeah and and we've seen what happens when Sony 
doesn't give us what we want. <laughs> we we get movies that aren't that good. Spider movies that aren't very good. And that's Garfield. not that's not <laughs> you know. And that's not a. I, I, I don't say that as a, as a slap at Andrew Garfield no. necessarily. Not not directly. It's just he just happened to be in bad Spider Man movies. Yeah. I, I don't blame him. No. They just had subpar scripts and and weren't very good. Yeah. Plus he was he to me he was a little old for the role. I mean, those Spider Man get old for the role real quick. <laughs> the, the the smartest thing uh, the you know when Marvel stepped in to cast mm-hmm. Spider Man for for Civil War was to get yeah. someone who who can age with the role a little bit more appropriately. Yeah, yeah, he does look young, so he's got that going for him. Though it is a little trickier to pull off the fact that he hasn't aged in five years. <laughs> he's been blinked out for a while. Yeah, yeah, well. We'll see. <laughs> I, I I still think this is a, a developing story. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is set in stone. You know, uh, a lot of big business stuff. Um, things things happen. Yeah. You know, they, they, this may just get tabled for now. I don't know. There's only a handful of Marvel movies that I think are actually in production right now, and I don't think necessarily Spider Man is a part of any of them. Not currently. It wasn't on the uh, big announcement sheet. So yeah, that might have been tabled. Either way, well, and it might uh, that might have been on purpose because they they knew this renegotiation was coming was up. Happen, yeah. So they don't want to bank on it. No, because then it'd give them even more. Well, in the, in the D twenty three, the big Disney uh, convention expo is coming up. Yeah, and you know perhaps by then there there is more news on that front. Maybe we'll hear something more. I, I again, I suspect the story is developing. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's done. Uh, don't be surprised if you know two three months down the road or something like that we we get into. You know, hey, they've reached the deal finally, and you know Disney's going to get fifteen percent now, and everyone's happy, and Spider Man wants to be part of the MCU. Sure, yeah. So I mean, that's what we can hope for. Yeah. So I don't 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 say don't think that it's set in stone just yet. Let's mm-hmm. let's not you know uh, let's not. Um, <laughs> I was going to say let's not boycott Sony or burn our DVDs or anything like that. But <laughs> who the hell has a DVD anymore besides me? No, no, we we try to stray away from those now. <laughs> Who wants a physical copy of anything? That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, don't panic, people. Give it some time. Give it time. If you want to share your outrage online or, or whatever, that may work. I mean, yeah. I, I, supposedly they're, they're, you know, I, I suspect they probably have people looking at these things and, and engaging the reaction. Yeah, but, there's someone checking the numbers. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, it's the idea of a Sony going forward with just, you know, a Spider-Man Venom shared universe. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> now, this show is very much in the side of, we liked Venom. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't think Venom was that bad. It was bad. fun. <laughs> it was fun. Oh, ambulance goes by. Yeah, yeah okay. they're, they're down for it. <laughs> so, listen, I, we know it's not great cinema, but no. I still believe that a Spider-Man Venom shared universe is not going to be the same thing as the Marvel Cinematic Universe experience. No, not at all. That's not a tapestry that's going to be rich enough. Nope. And you can give all the other lame villains a, a movie of their own, and they'll, <laughs> it'll suck too. Yeah, probably. We we don't need that. We don't need to bring back that Sinister Six picture. We don't need to bring back any of that stuff. No. I've seen enough Green Goblins for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Be- mostly because they've all been terrible. Yeah, they haven't been great. I mean, I, I like me some Willem Dafoe, but but that mask. Come on, that mask was terrible. <laughs> it was. It was. He very, was a great Norman. He was a bad Goblin. Yeah, it was very <laughs> of its time for sure. Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll give it a break. It was the first Spider-Man. But so. again, we, we, we believe it to be a developing story. So, mm-hmm. so stay tuned and don't be shocked yeah. if all of a sudden, miraculously, <laughs> they come together and, and 
you know, billions are exchanged and everyone's happy and richer for it. Yeah, with our luck right after the podcast is posted. Probably so. <laughs> that seems to be our track record. There you go. <laughs> so, hey, we might have just fixed the problem for you. Cool. You're you welcome. Thank us later. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go, sir. Please. Please, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. All right, so we had some big news. Yeah. But before all this big news broke earlier in the week, we actually had an entire episode planned out, basically, because we yeah. wanted to talk about the the boys. The boys. The AMC. I'm sorry, the AMC. Amazon. The Amazon Prime yeah. streaming. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I just think it's a, a hit series. I think it, it's doing pretty good. Eight episodes of awesomeness. Yeah. Starring, right. our, starring Uber, Uber genre fan Carl Urban yeah. as Billy Butcher. <laughs> yes. Roger, you finished the series? Yeah, just finished it the other day. I finished the series. We finally finished something. It's amazing. Together, no less. (laughs) It worked out. Roger, what were your impressions of The Boys? Oh, I mean, I I really liked it. I mean, all the characters are just funny, charming. You know, they they really really stick with you. All the the boys are, they're good guys. (laughs) People that you'd want to hang out with, you know, if you weren't, you know necessarily out killing people trying to spank superheroes yeah yeah basically (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was just super fun super over the top exactly what you want from that kind of show did you have any experience with the comic book no no i went into it completely fresh i didn't even know it was a comic when it got announced i thought it was just kind of a parody on things but yeah so the the comic was uh was very controversial yeah when it first came out when did it come out Oh, God, you want the year? <laughs> roughly, roughly. Um, gosh, 2009, 2010, I think, somewhere okay. around there. Maybe, so maybe It might have been a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, late. Okay. It, the, the interesting part was, uh, okay, so you, as you, you've watched the show. You've probably mm-hmm. seen the credits. Uh, yeah. The comic book created by Garth Ennis mm-hmm. of Preacher fame. Yes. And, and Derek Robertson, uh, who's got plenty of comic fame to, of his own to, and which I'll mention here in a second, but the, the, yeah. both those creators, Derrickson's the artist, the penciler and the inker, mm-hmm. and, and Garth Ennis is the writer. Okay. And they were both coming off big projects, uh, you know, uh, both at DC Comics, both Vertigo okay. books. Got it. You know, uh, Garth is coming off of, of Preacher, mm-hmm. and Derek Derek Robinson finished up a great run with, with Warren Ellis uh, doing Transmetropolitan, okay. which was a fantastic sci-fi dystopian kind of kind of comic book that was just awesome. Sure. And and he he drew and inked every issue of that. You know, so so Derek is known for his consistency and stuff like that. And they were going to team up and do this new book that was being billed in the advertisements as the comic book that would out-preacher Preacher. And oh, Preacher wow. was known for being very outlandish <laughs> yeah. and, and very over the top. Yeah, that's what we liked about it. And so this was, but this was being published not under the Vertigo banner where like, more adult-oriented comics take place. Mm-hmm. But this, this was... Uh, DC Comics subsidiary Wildstorm Comics, which yeah. is what Jim, Jim Lee used to. They used to be Jim Lee's studio, mm-hmm. and they they had agreed to publish this. Mm-hmm. And, and and Garth and the editors, uh, Ben Abernathy was the editor on, on this book. Yeah, and and they had all been very upfront about what this comic book was, mm-hmm. and everyone seemed super supportive <laughs> until the book started coming out. Oh no! <laughs> and right around the four, third or fourth issue, um, people at DC were like. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> they're kind of like mocking us. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're kind of doing these these analog superheroes that are analogs of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and 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 you know, DC icons along with yeah. Marvel icons too. They they were Yeah. The boys spreads their 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 vitriol across 
all superheroes. Yeah, it, it's pretty pretty balanced, pretty fair. But but the, the but the the powers that be at DC were like, this isn't cool. We can't do this. We can't put this book out there. <laughs> I know. Right? So so they canceled it. Oh wow! And uh, in in what is what the the creators refer to as, as like a Black Friday because it happened on a Friday. Mm. They all thought they were you know basically unemployed. Wow! You know one morning when DC was like, no no no, this is this is not happening. This it's is not gonna fly. This is done. Uh, but apparently, by the end of the day, they had re- the, the the creators had received like seventeen different offers from publishers. Like, oh, wow. we want this. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, that's great. So the book was canceled by DC, mm. DC Wildstorm. Yeah, and and picked up by Dynamite. Uh-huh. Entertainment picked it up, and they they ran it for the rest of the series. Yeah, and and so the the book <laughs> <laughs> the book had and and the book went on to even more spectacular heights of just. De- oh boy, just debasing superheroes at the most primal fucking level. Yeah, well now a dynamite is like, well, we can just do fuck all now. <laughs> yeah, well, and that, it, yeah, I mean, Garth Ennis has, has said in interviews uh, prior to the premiere of the of the first episode of The Boys, you know, when the series dropped, mm-hmm. that that getting canceled by DC with DC was you know probably the best thing that happened to him yeah. because you know. <laughs> He he had been kind of accustomed to a relatively free reign from editorial okay. before. Yeah. But Dynamo was just like, go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Do your thing, dude. Sure we're never going to stop you. Yeah. So, yeah, he said it was the best thing that, uh, that probably could have happened. And Dynamo ended up being possibly the best home for it. Yeah, that's cool. And and so that book got to, just like Preacher, it had a finite beginning, middle, and end. So it mm-hmm. wrapped up, you know, four or five years ago. Okay. And uh, I guess they've been... You know, pitching it around. It, 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 at one point, it had been talked about as a major motion picture. Oh, okay. I think um, Simon Pegg had been involved at various points mm-hmm. because he's the he's the basis of the Huey character in the comic, yeah. not so much in the TV show. Uh, the actor Jack Quaid who plays Huey is mm-hmm. is very different from Simon Pegg visually, especially yeah. the Simon Pegg of like ten ish years ago. Yeah, it's kind when of that funny. comic first came out. <laughs> yeah, they don't look like related at all. And you're just <laughs> like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it's it's uh, like I said the, the the book came out at a time when when superhero comics were you know just starting to, superheroes were just starting to kind of get a, get traction mm-hmm. in in TV and movies and stuff like that yeah so it was it was yeah. it got attention among comic book fans for the way it treated superheroes and, and kind of like the <laughs> like oh you know what this is a book that's like hey you know what if superheroes were real they'd probably be a bunch of fucking assholes yeah yeah. <laughs> But now, like we live in such a different society now, because mm-hmm. superhero has permeated the culture with, with yeah. like the massive Marvel Cinematic Universe and all the DC films, and now everyone's aware of superheroes. Yeah, and a large pe- percentage of people have Amazon Prime, there you and go. they're about to see superheroes get fucked up, <laughs> and you know, and you you kind of have to. I, I guess the thing that I think is most interesting about the boys as a general concept is the way that you it, it asks you to view the the idea of. A, a Superman, mm-hmm. you know, a, a person with super powers. Yeah. And would he be a good and noble person <laughs> or would he be a total fucking psychopath? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's always the question. You know, you, we even had a, what was that movie? The, the, oh, the, the bright burn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's kind of been the question, you know, it's like, what if Superman wasn't the greatest guy? I know they had that, uh, there was a justice league gods and monsters that, mm-hmm. that was a kind of like dark take on uh you know, what if, you know, the justice league heroes were different, you know? So, um, that's, that's always like an interesting route to go about because it, you do think about it. You're like, if you had that much power, it would be super easy to just, you know, <laughs> exploit it to all hell. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's so it, it's interesting to, to to kind of see it juxtaposed against our our current superhero mass fever pitch culture that like just embraces all the superhero movies. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I do too. Yeah. Because I <laughs> I am a sucker, right? and I I love that you know noble hero self sacrifice all that stuff, and I I want to believe in the good of people. Yeah, yeah, it's something to aspire to. For but sure. when I, when I let my cynical side come out, I'm like, you know yeah, what? Like, a bunch of superheroes. If, especially if they were, as they are in the boys, mm-hmm. bought and, and owned and controlled by a mega corporation. Yeah, essentially. They'd probably be a bunch of D-bags. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally all about the, the retweets and the hashtag. Uh, yeah, you know, it'd be, it'd be like PR and marketing <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and, and like, just lies and You gotta and keep your good image. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I love the show. I was, um, all the performances I thought were fantastic. I mean, Carl Urban is... Having a blast, and you can tell. <laughs> oh yeah, he he does that so well. Uh, I enjoyed Jack Quaid's Huey because it's it's actually a very different take of Huey from the comics. He's not quite okay. as uh, naive. Okay, he still kind of has like that that good heart mm-hmm. that Huey has in the comic, but he's not quite the 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 uh, like it's, no, he's just not you know he's not as naive and gullible mm-hmm. as he yeah. is in the comic initially. Okay. Yeah, you know, I feel like Huey has to wise up in the comics. In, in the yeah. show, he's kind of like. It kind of accelerated that. Yeah, like yes. it felt like his character progressed a lot in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that was uh, something I liked. But yeah, definitely, I was wondering if it was the same in the comic, or they just kind of crunched it down to fit the series. You know? Yeah. So for, with the boys, we have we have the we have the main team, mm-hmm. which is the, the the protagonist that we follow. We have we have Carl Urban as as Billy Butcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we mentioned, Jack Quaid, Jack Quaid as, as Huey the newcomer. Mm-hmm. They bring in Mother's Milk. Yeah, <laughs> and they bring in the uh, Frenchie. Frenchie. Yeah, and then eventually they get the female. Yeah. <laughs> now the female, the way they bring the female in is very different than the comics, but I enjoyed it in the show. Mm-hmm. I think it works a lot. The, the, the changes they've made for the from the comic to the show make a lot of sense. Okay. Um, especially for the narrative, it seems that they're telling. But what was uh, how did those characters connect to you? Or they did they did they make a lasting impression I suppose yeah I, I feel like they were brought on like real quick and you're just like oh, okay this is a team now you know like they just kind of got in there you're like alright this is everybody but their character arcs like really develop very well throughout the course of the season you're like oh shit you know like Frenchie was like abused as a child you know that's why he is how he is and why he's trying to basically communicate with the female you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> and it's when I don't think they even color the female in, no in I don't I don't think they ever mentioned that yeah no, but I, it, it might be in the credits but mm-hmm. no it's it's kind of just if you know the comic that's where you get that from but um yeah and you just see like you know the whole time like Mother's Milk is just talking on the phone with his wife and you get that whole characterization like, it's so funny he's he's a good guy all these guys are good guys at their core which is which is what I like you know like these are guys that have just been pushed to the edge for one reason or another, you know, it's, and they're just trying to make things right, you know, in the way that they think they should. So, you know, they're, they're not like bad people just trying to kill the superheroes just because, you know, it's, they have their motivations and you understand them, you know, it's, it's something you can relate to. You'd be like, well, shit. Yeah. If my family was on the line, I would do nothing. <laughs> you know, nothing would stop me in trying to help them. Yeah. Know? I mean, to be clear, like these superheroes are not, you know, to the masses, mm-hmm. they are superheroes, but like they are not 
the noble sacrificing hero. You know, they no. are they are they are messed up people with selfish <laughs> needs, selfish motivation, selfish needs. Mm-hmm. They're 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 creepy needs. Yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> well, in some cases, definitely. We'll we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's yeah, it's basically the people you don't want to have to have superpowers. It's like mm-hmm. like the bullies you had in high school. Pretty much. You know, graduate yeah. and get superpowers. And you're like, what oh, the fuck? Yeah. Really? <laughs> this is going to suck for me. Yeah. The universe is cruel. <laughs> the universe is cruel. Uh, I, I enjoyed... I, I love the actors that they cast mm-hmm. as 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 our as our fur team as as Mother's Milk and as Frenchie yeah. as the female uh, the female in particular uh, who is um, uh, played by Karen uh, Karen Karen right Karen Fukuhara mm-hmm. I got that right yeah Karen Fukuhara who you may know if you actually watched the film <laughs> was Katana in Suicide Squad ah yes that's <laughs> true she was there. And she's also the voice of Glimmer on the She-Ra oh, really? cartoon on, on Netflix. So, hey, we're tying things together, folks. I couldn't tell from the show because uh, she doesn't talk very much. <laughs> exactly, which I, I think lends a lot of uh, power to her performance. Yeah. But I love her relationship with Frenchie. It was always one of my favorite parts yeah. of the comic. Mm. But to see it on the, on the screen, like I said, the, the, the way they bring them in together mm-hmm. on the show is different than the comic. But it's just as charming, just as endearing. And, and seeing her... The way, she, like I said, she has to portray that character through actions and, yeah. and kind of just like you know expressiveness with her with her eyes and with, with you know body motion, body language, yeah, and stuff like that. Movement, yeah. So she she she's crushing it in my opinion. Yeah, I really liked her characterization. Uh, and Frenchie's much more confrontational than oh, I thought he would be. In, okay. And and Mother's Milk, the kind of the same way. I, I love I love Mother's Milk because he's a guy who just, who just calls them on all their bullshit. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the best thing about him. Yeah, it, it's 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 really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the balance, the dynamic of those actors who are playing. Let me see if I let me get their names real quick for you. Okay, like I said, Carl Urban is Billy, Jack Quaid is Huey, mm-hmm. uh, Laz Alonzo as Mother's Milk, okay, and uh, Tomar Capon as Frenchie, and like I said, Karen Fukuhara as the female, mm-hmm. and they're they're fantastic, and they have. A good chemistry together. They think, yeah, I, I, think, I think it does work really well. I know season two is in production now. Oh yeah, so I can't to wait be. to see more of this because they're be. they're so good together. <laughs> yeah. Now let me ask you about mm-hmm. the seven, the the analog of the of basically the Justice, the Justice Society. League, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, Justice League. Yeah, you're you're more correct because <laughs> we have we have. We have the Homelander, who's like the super Superman anagram. Yeah, he's like Superman, Captain An- America. Analog, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy if it was an anagram. <laughs> yes, that's, as an analog. Um, so, yeah, we yeah. got A-Train, who's like the Flash. Mm-hmm. The Deep, who's like Aquaman. Who else we got? Black Noir, who's like kind of like Batman-esque. Yeah, yeah, more or less. He's, he's Batman-esque, but he actually reminds me of the guy from Squadron Supreme. I don't know if you know that comic. But no, no. No worries. We'll get back to that later. <laughs> Uh, and here you have, you have, um, Maeve, Maeve, who is played by Queen Maeve played by Dominique McElliot. Okay. Fancy. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> who is on that fucking team? Um. Oh, uh, Axel, uh, a- Alex Han. Uh, Alex Hassel as translucent. Translucent, yeah. I was gonna say we're we're missing one. It's like I can almost see it, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have uh, Aaron Moriarty as the newcomer as a Starlight, mm-hmm. the the literally naive superhero who, yeah. who actually is trying to be a good person and do yeah. good deeds. She's like the only good person there. introduced to this world of just swarmy, seedy grossness. <laughs> yeah, it's just so so bad. <laughs> um. 
I guess we should talk about what happens to Starlight in the first episode. Yeah. Because it's unsettling. Yeah. The way the Deep forces himself on her. Pretty much, yeah. Kind of blackmails her into uh, doing things. But what... what I, I think the thing that I, what I liked the most about what they did with that... I thought it was handled very well in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I liked more from the series over the comic book is Starlight is abused a lot more before she really kind of like comes into her own mm-hmm. as a character and, and kind of like stands up for herself. Yeah. That, that, that takes a long time to get to in the comic book and it's, like, okay. it's kind of, it's kind of rough. Yeah. So I love the fact that they, they make her a character who is so self-confident mm-hmm. right off the bat. You know, yeah. she realizes that she, she, did a, did something that she shouldn't have done and is yeah. not proud of herself for doing it and she course corrects almost immediately. Yeah. And I love that. And I was really blown away with that actor with that actor, uh Aaron Aaron Moriarty. Yeah, name. I thought she did really good. She was really, really good. I don't know her from anything else, I don't think. I you know, I looked into it and she hasn't been in many notable things. This might be like her first big starring role. Yeah, I mean nothing she has she has a, she has a list of credits here, but nothing mm-hmm. I'm I'm very familiar with. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I thought she was a standout in this in this in this part in particular. Yeah, for sure. So the way she's able to, to convey just goodness, mm-hmm. and again, like once she becomes self assured of herself, yeah. and the way she just kind of like butts up against the other characters, uh-huh. and, and especially what's happening with her and Queen Maeve mm-hmm. is very interesting to watch. Yeah, it's really really fun and dynamic, and just. You know, Maeve kind of seeing, you know, she says it in, the, in one of the episodes, how mm-hmm. she sees herself in her. Mm-hmm. But Maeve's kind of like the version that just gave in and got beat down yeah. by, the, by the PR and the fame and the success yeah, and the just money. Just became super cynical about everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, but it, it looks like maybe Starlight's giving like her a bit of spark. Yeah, which is, which is a cool dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely something like you see, you see them kind of bounce off each other and, you know, obviously it starts off rough and then you kind of see, okay, there, there's something happening here. And, you know, by the end of it, Queen Maeve's kind of got her back, you know? Yeah. So it's it's really cool to see that progression. And it's going to be interesting to see how far that goes. I, 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 I agree. There's there's a lot going on here. Ooh, excuse me again. Now, the, the I guess, okay, before I go to that, we should talk about the Deep. Yes. Why is it, he's such a creep. He is... <laughs> Why Super are we following? Creep. They spend a lot of time following this guy around, and I, I haven't quite figured out why. I, I'm hoping there's going to be a payoff later, but yeah. it's just he just does a bunch of weird, creepy shit. The, the, <laughs> the shit with the dolphin though was goddamn oh, hilarious. Dude, that was so just out of left field. You're just like, oh shit, he's stealing dolphin. Oh, he's talking about doing things with the dolphin. <laughs> and then yeah, that like, weird ooh. scene with the girl when he's in like Ohio and oh, she's like yeah. shoving her hands oh, up his yeah. gills. Is, uh, that was, oh, uh, that was. There's some weird creepiness things happening here. Everything with the deep is just like. Unsettling. Just unsettling, depressing, <laughs> or it's just, you're not happy after, <laughs> after seeing that. You're just like, oh, what did I just watch? So, so before I, I, I want to, I really want to talk about Homelander, but I, I guess yeah. we should actually put out what the hell is going on in the show. Sure. I mean, the impetus of the show is that A-Train, the Flash character, uh-huh. um, is high on a substance. Mm-hmm. And... Small spoilers here. Small, yes. 
Okay. <laughs> we're, we're reviewing the entire show. I mean, come on. Yeah. In <laughs> but case, you're right. In case Let's, you weren't aware. We'll just hit the, we'll hit the alarm. We'll do it. Red alert. <laughs> <laughs> so A-Train basically just runs through and obliterates Huey's girlfriend, mm-hmm. which sends him on a path. Yeah. Puts him in contact with, with, with Billy Butcher, who's on his own personal quest mm-hmm. to get vengeance against the soups. Yeah. Now, what we find out through the course of the series is that this isn't Billy's and, and Mother's Milk's and, and Frenchie's first time taking a run at, at the soups. Mm-hmm. They, they made a, a go at this a while ago when Billy's wife went missing. Yep. And we find out through the course of the series that Billy's wife was raped by the Homelander mm-hmm. and has never been seen since. Yep. And this is what drives Billy. Yeah. He wants to get the soups. He blames them for everything that's happened, everything that's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And now he has a new... Initially, he's using Huey to get closer, yeah. but he finds out that Huey's actually, you know... He's pretty useful. He's pretty useful. He <laughs> he, he, he blew up Translucent. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they put a bomb in Translucent's ass and they blew him up. <laughs> Which was great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, this really drives the show forward. This is what kind of brings them all together. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And I, I don't know how deep dive I want to, you know, I don't want to go into everything necessarily. Sure. But what I think the, it, I think the thing that I was surprised by the most in the show, mm-hmm. I, you know, Carl Urban being great didn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a little surprised by, by Aaron Moriarty as Starlight. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But what the, the guy who I think steals the show is, is Anthony Starr as Homelander. Homelander. Yeah. I mean, I don't know this guy. I oh. looked at his credits. I'm like, I haven't seen any of this shit. Yeah, same. This guy's fucking killing it. Yeah, he does great as Homelander. He plays sociopath superhero <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a creep and a menace, and then he's smiling and kissing babies. Yeah, no, he just he's just switches from one to the other instantly. Yeah. You know, it's such a great, <laughs> just like, you literally have scenes where he's like, all right, camera's rolling. All right, cool. And now we're doing this. <laughs> you know, he's he's got that such actor personality just on point. Yeah, I mean he he knows the whole routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is he's the Superman analog character, so he has yeah. flight and vulnerability. You know, laser beams out of his eyes, the yep. whole thing. And and but as opposed to Clark Kent, raised by you know normal you know middle class hardworking folks, yeah, <laughs> he's he's raised in a lab by scientists, yeah. so he doesn't know loving and nurturing, and and so. The corporation, Votcorp, that mm-hmm. is the owner and controller of the soups, yep. thinks they can control him by presenting him with a mother figure in the the Elizabeth Shue character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stillwell, I believe her name is. Yeah. That worked great for about seven episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he burned her fucking eyes out of her head. Yeah, that was, uh, that was brutal. <laughs> Guess no more adventures of babysitting for her. Nope. <laughs> she can go back to the future with that one. Oh, Jennifer too. Yeah. Not original Jennifer. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, oh, man. He kills it. And in a total deviation from the comic book, where season season one ends on a, on a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. because, gosh... I mean, I feel like I'm sk- we're kind of skipping a bunch oh, of yeah. stuff here. We're, but we're all over the place, but it's it's fast paced. Before we <laughs> before, before we get to the end, okay, should we highlight anything else in the middle that you really want to get to? Uh, see, no. I mean, I, I feel like 
it's so weird. It, it is so fast paced. There's so much going on that it just kind of goes from here to here to here. You know, it's just, it's, it's eight episodes long. They're mm-hmm. each about an hour. Yeah. And it, it does fly. Yeah. Super fast. I mean, the, there, there's, a, there's a subplot with, with, uh, with a train and pop claw. Mm-hmm. The compound V is important. Yeah. Which Compound V has a different role in the comics, which I'm wondering what, if that will have an effect in season two. I'm not going to say anything about that because oh. that's potential future spoilers. Future spoilers. Or potentially nothing that will <laughs> just make me look like a dum-dum. Yeah. Well, well, we'll come back to that one for <laughs> we'll, season two We'll review. revisit after season two. <laughs> but yeah, so you have that whole thing. You have Adrian mm-hmm. killing the girl, yeah. the running of drugs, the Compound V, the making of super terrorists. Yeah. You know, because the, 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 the whole, Vought's whole plan here is to get the superheroes in the military because they're, mm-hmm. they're on this, this whole... They want they want the Tony Stark money. They want they want to militarize superheroes. Yeah. yeah. So the so Homelander makes a supervillain. Yep. <laughs> super terrorists, no less. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which I'm sure that's not going to work out well for anybody. <laughs> nope. Doesn't sound fun. Again, before we get bet- I, I, like I said, I, I almost led into the finale, but let, let's back it up a little bit. Yep. What did you think of that episode where? Queen Maeve and Holander go to fight the hijackers on the plane. Oh, that was that was harsh. I think that's the moment where you see her character kind of turn around. Like she she'd just been kind of like cynical, putting up with shit the whole time. And then when she had to like abandon the people on the crashing plane, she's like she you could tell she was just crushed, heartbroken after right. all that. And the way that Homelander was just so nonchalant about it, he's like, well, you know, can't really do anything, so we should probably bounce. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it, it was interesting to compare because uh, I forget if it was at the end of episode one or in episode two mm-hmm. when he shoots down uh, the, the Baltimore mayor's yeah. plane, you know, mid-flight. He, like, looks at the kid, gives him, like, the, the, the salute, salute. <laughs> and then just laser eyes through the entire fucking plane and just cuts it in half. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of see what you're working with there. Yeah. But when he's on the plane, because he's actually trying to save people at first. Yeah. But when it goes when it goes pear shaped yeah. on him, and he's just like, yeah, you know what, lost cause, fuck it, let's get out of here. Yeah. And he's walking through the plane to the to the tail section where he can just jump out. Mm-hmm. And he's telling everyone that it's gonna be okay. Don't okay, worry, right. you'll be go fine. Walk over here. Let's check this out real quick. I'm over here. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god, what a yeah. fucking asshole. <laughs> like not only is he a psycho, he's an asshole. Yeah, it's just super crazy. <laughs> oh man, so. Again, uh, and he's smiling and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, doing the whole thing. Yeah. But then, you know, the, the people are like, wait, what do you mean it's going to be fine? The plane's fucking crashing and people start yeah. charging. He's like, don't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> give, him yeah. The, give him like the finger up in the air, you know? It's yeah. Just, and he's like, I'll kill you all. <laughs> so, so fucking crazy. And then the way he spins it. Yeah. Afterwards, you know? Well, they, I mean, it was, it was brilliantly psychotic. <laughs> you know? It really you're was. Like, I mean, you're wow. just like, wow, man, this guy, this guy should be fighting fucking Batman in, in a comic book. This guy's a nut. Yeah. That would be insane. And... Oh gosh, there's so many good things, and then oh, yeah. oh the whole thing at the, you know, when Starlight starts, oh the Starlight and Huey relationship that devel- develops is so good. Yeah, I you know, really they, like they seem to have a real legitimate connection with each other because mm-hmm. they're they're the only two people with, with uh, I don't know if I want to say pure hearts, but mm-hmm. like they're the ones with like the good hearts, good the good intentions, intentions yeah. and stuff like that. Like, you know, we love Billy, but Billy is a broken man, <laughs> and he oh, does yeah. bad things because of it. Yeah, he's kind of a, he's at the end of his rope. He doesn't even care <laughs> at this point. He's just like, he's just trying to get his ultimate vendetta done. And that's all he cares about. Yeah, it's 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 really good. So I, I love that relationship. I want to see where that goes next. Mm-hmm. But in, in that in that season finale, that final episode, yeah. you know, Billy forces a confrontation with Homelander. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get answers. 
Except Homelander's trying to get answers, too, because he's been lied to a lot as well from the corporation. Yeah. Vought's been beating him on a bullshit for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. And where we end up in the, in the, in the, in the cliffhanger is not only do we... Because a few episodes earlier, we were told... Homelander's told mm-hmm. that, y- yes, that... Now, Homelander believes he had consensual sex with, <laughs> with Billy's wife. Yeah. And he's told that she went to a lab to have their baby, and the baby killed them, killed her, and the baby died, died the later process. on. Yeah. And, and Billy just believes that the Homelander raped and killed his wife. Mm-hmm. So, surprise to everybody, when Homelander finds out the truth mm-hmm. and takes Billy to... It looked like Florida, but I could be wrong about this. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> to where, not only where Butcher's wife is, mm-hmm. but also where Homelander's child is. Yep. And that's different from the comics, folks. Oh, is it? That is very different. Oh, interesting. Now, in the comics, Billy's wife is raped by the Homelander, and there is a baby. But Butcher has to kill the baby with a, with a, with a, with a lamp, basically, oh, wow. when, when it can't turn off its laser vision and it's trying to kill him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which <laughs> leads into another great scene where Billy uses a baby as a laser gun oh, to yeah. kill a bunch of people. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just a great cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I can't wait for season two. I may actually re- end up rewatching season one again because I had so much fun with it. Yeah, it was super good. I oh, Just top-notch done. The, uh, the show is is being... Um, uh, let me make sure I got the names right. I know... I know Okay, let me get everything right here. Evan Goldberg and Seth and Seth Rogen mm-hmm. are are like kind of like the main creative forces who 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 put this show together, and they did a really smart thing in bringing Eric Kripke as the executive producer of the show. Nice, Eric Kripke. Uh, if you're not familiar with the name, uh, way back when when Supernatural was a good TV show, <laughs> and like his first five seasons, yeah, Eric Kripke was the one in charge of that show. Got it. Yeah, uh, he ran a really tight ship. He had a really strong narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he had a very distinct voice yeah. for Supernatural when it was on. And he's, he's brought all of that to play as the executive producer on The Boys. Mm-hmm. So I think with, with Goldberg and Rogan, who are fans first and foremost of the material, yeah. um, but they even, even more so than, than what Rogan and Goldberg are doing as executive producers on Preacher, mm-hmm. they're really letting Kripke kind of take that material and... and be honor honor it, mm-hmm. but kind of explore different avenues that the, the book didn't yeah. go down. Yeah, and I think that's a real, cool. real, uh, real testament to to their trust in in Kripke as a producer. Yeah, I mean, he, like you said, Supernatural. Those first few seasons were just on point. So you know? good, they knew where they were going with yeah. that. But um, yeah, once you get to six, just fuck <clears> off, just yeah. get out of here. You're wasting <laughs> should, your time. Should have ended with Lucifer, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's just. Definitely, you you get that vibe from it, you know. Plus, you have the uh, the Seth Rogen cameo in the, <laughs> that one episode, so that was kind of cool. There's a couple of really great cameos in there. Oh Billy yeah, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. What the hell <laughs> up? was that? Like a reference from the comic, or did they just decide we're doing Billy Zane? You know, that was a funny episode too, because like there's a, they, they were doing like the the show within the show kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they did it so well. Yeah, you know, because it's something we didn't mention is like not only are these people like superheroes and stuff yeah. like that, but they're also Movie stars, like yeah. they, they're in their own movies, they're in their own TV shows, they have reality shows and, mm-hmm. and merchandise and all this other stuff. And there's a couple episodes where they go into that a little bit. Yeah, and it's 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 kind of hilarious. Yeah, no, but I just, I thought it was weird because like Billy Zen shows up twice in, in the <laughs> season, and you're just like, why though? <laughs> like, well, and what's his name has a has a, a great little mini role in the movie too. Uh, um, um, 
you know, I see dead people kid. Oh, uh, Osmond. Yeah. Yeah. Haley Joe Osmond has a, has a great little part in there as well as Mesmer as Mesmer as a, as a, as a former child star yeah. who now just goes to conventions to sign autographs <laughs> and take pictures of people. Very meta probably. <laughs> <laughs> But that's kind of been like Haley Joel Osment's career recently. Like he's mm-hmm. he's gotten some traction as an adult, but yeah. mostly making fun of himself as a child star. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, no, it, it's good stuff. It's 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 self referential, um, and I love that it takes the piss out of superheroes because mm-hmm. as much as I love superheroes too, I love I love deconstructing superheroes. Yeah, yeah. You because can poke fun at it. Yeah. And not only poke fun at it, but I mean, I think it, honestly, if if a superhero. Existing in the in the real world, mm-hmm. odds are it'd be created by a corporation Probably. who would control it, own it, and just profit off of it oh, yeah. mercilessly, <laughs> and then try to spin it off into a thousand different other things to make millions and billions of dollars off of. Yeah, and probably wouldn't be a good person. Probably not. You know, a little self serving, a little self interested, yep. a little power hungry. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, like like we said, you know, when I turn when I when I crank up that cynical side of myself, and I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm sure all of us watching it are the same way. Yeah, because everybody I talk to who loves the show also loves Marvel movies and DC movies and, mm-hmm. and superhero shows and comic books. Yeah, but I think we're all uh, we're we're you know we're 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 good with our love of it yeah. and that we can also watch it be poked fun at and, exactly and, and torn down a little bit. Yeah, it, it's done in a manner that's not just like completely just you know, desecrating what we hold dear to us. It's, it's taking a look at things and really making you think about it. And it's done, uh, maybe, maybe respectfully isn't the best word for it, but no, very disrespectfully, but like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's done appropriately. I feel, I mean, you can tell everybody behind this show is super fans of the material and they just do it justice, you know? So, yeah, Gar- I mean, Garth Ennis has never been a big fan of superheroes to begin with, despite <laughs> working for Marvel and DC for countless years. Um, but yeah, he loves to take the piss out of them whenever he can. He, yeah. he will make fun of all of them. He does not. He does not care. <laughs> no punches pulled. No punches pulled. If if you if you want to see Garth Ennis have fun in a superhero universe, uh, I, I highly recommend checking out Hitman, mm. which is a great comic that DC published. And that character, uh, his name is Tommy Monahan, and he's a paid hitman. All right. And he exists in Gotham City. So <laughs> encounters with Batman are they happen. prominent. <laughs> That's funny. But there's there's a great classic uh, classic Hitman arc uh, called uh, Zombie Night at the Gotham Aquarium, which is just top notch entertainment. That you will amazing. you will laugh out loud. <laughs> it is fucking funny stuff. That's good. So Garth is killing it as usual. I love seeing Garth Ennis's stuff being brought to life. Yeah. You know, preacher. We haven't talked much about Preacher, but Preacher's final season is on AMC right now. It's in full swing. Uh, I think the show's great right now. Yeah. Uh, I look back on it. I don't know if you've watched much of it. I'm I'm still getting through season two. <laughs> I think I've been stuck on season two for a while. I just haven't finished it yet. I, I like season two. Season two is when it started to get its footing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think if they had known ahead of time that they were only going to get four seasons out of the show, mm. they wouldn't have wasted as much time dicking around in season one. Yeah, season one was definitely a lot of dicking around. But if yeah. you stayed, if you stayed through with it, it paid off. No, a hundred percent. But it, 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 as someone who read the graphic novels is familiar with the material, mm-hmm. you know, season one is like a prequel to volume one of the comic book, oh, which really? is like, okay, well, I didn't need this in the comic book, so why do I need it now in a TV show? It's true. It's true. The only misstep I think they made with that show, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I can see that. But that's in full swing, so I love seeing his stuff brought to life. Yeah. 
I would I would love to see his version of the Punisher brought to life, but I don't know if that'll <laughs> ever happen because that's probably more than the MCU can handle. Probably, especially <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we're talking about, like, you know, wrapping people's intestines around trees for tripwires and stuff like that. I mean, it's just gnarly. You got to use what you got. <laughs> you got to use what you got. Uh, what else do you want to say about the boys? Have we, have we missed anything? Are any feelings left unsaid, <clears throat> Roger? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, hmm. feel like, I mean, we hit a lot of the major points. We, we talked about all the great characters, great casting. Um, we had the comic in there. We hit the major points on the head, I think. I think we did as well. Yeah. And with, with leaving it room for if people haven't seen it. And you know, plenty of spoilers, but there's still plenty to watch. Oh, yeah, for you sure. You know, plenty to dive into there if you haven't checked it out yet, which if you haven't checked it out, what are you doing? <laughs> if it's, we could finish it, you can Yeah, it. it's eight episodes, man. You can do you it. You got this. I believe you in you. This. You got this so bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just turn off this podcast and... Make sure you download it first, but turn it off and then go watch the boys. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll finish now just so you can go watch it. <laughs> what, what, do we, what do we say? What do we, we want to give it like, I'm going to give it like nine and a half out of ten stars. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah, it's it's super good. Worth the watch. I'd yeah. recommend it to anyone. I so. really, really was, was blown away with this show. Yeah. Uh, the surprise performances across the board. I mean, I knew Carl Urban would be great. Oh, yeah. But everyone else, especially, you know, like I said, my, my highlights were Aaron Moriarty as Starlight and, mm-hmm. and uh, Anthony Starr as Har- Homelander. Yeah. Just just killing it. Yeah. Taking that taking their game good. to taking their 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 characters to another level. Yeah, for sure. So I can't wait. They're like I said, they're filming season two now. Carl Urban's Instagram is rife with pictures. Oh, I'm gonna have to follow them up then. Uh, they, they just flipped everybody off in a new picture. It's pretty <laughs> great. So it's gotta be coming soon. Hopefully hopefully maybe maybe middle of next year. I don't Sounds know. Sounds good. I mean there it, it's not a crazy you know, effects heavy show, but there's mm-hmm. definitely effects in it. So there, there's a bit, yeah. Yeah, they'll be they'll get to do some editing. They'll, they'll probably blow some more stuff up. Looking forward to more uh, Billy Butcher. <laughs> oh, the butcher, Billy Butcher. I love it. I love it. I think we're gonna wrap it up there. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I could go on gushing about the show. Yeah, but I don't know if that's needed. No, you guys should just watch it if you haven't. Just watch it, man. And if you have, well, then you already know. And you already know. And hopefully, you agree <laughs> with us. I think you. I think everyone does. They have to. <laughs> This is a unanimously good we, show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and we're we're pretty we're pretty. We got our fingers on the pulse. Yeah, we know we what's know up. Things. We know things. <laughs> we're not about like flossing and and and, and uh, whatever the hip dance craves are. No, we're, we're still on that popping and locking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, if that wasn't enough to convince you, I'm going to ask you now. Please write us a five star review. Small podcast like this can easily get lost in the hullabaloo of other things. And uh, those reviews go a long way to getting the word out about our awesome, fun little show. Again, you can follow the show at TomCast underscore PopCast on Twitter and at the TomCast underscore PopCast on Instagram. And I think with that, we're going to wrap it up. And uh, um, what, what would Billy Butcher say right now? He'd say, fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> Diabolical. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Ciao, babes. Really sure what you're saying, son. I'm saying, if there is some geezer out there with a big white beard, he's a world heavyweight cunt. I, I'm sorry, did you just call God a C-word? Yeah, he's got a hard-on for mass murder and giving kids cancer. And this big old answer to the existential clusterfuck that is humanity is to nail his own bleeding son to a plate. That is a cunt move. Come on, even you got to agree hey, with me. Hey, hey, please. We should lob a fucking nuke at him, so, get it over and done with. You know what I'm saying? We're sorry, sir. We apologize. My man. All right, good talk. Think about it. I'm here all day, all right?
We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year!